University of California, Irvine, this is the UCI Podcast. I'm Sherry Ledbetter. Thank you for joining me. Joining us on the UCI Podcast is a return guest, Dale Lehman, the Executive Director of the Office of Undergraduate Admissions. Dale brings an extensive background to higher education with 27 total years with the University of California and the last 10 with UC Irvine. Welcome, Dale. Thanks, Sherry. Actually, I think it's 28 and 11 now, but we've been doing this so long. <laughs> okay, we'll get that updated. Dale and I have spoken previously on the UCI podcast on the admissions process. This year's data revealed a third consecutive record-breaking year for UCI in numbers of applications received at 143,000. And we had a record-breaking number of admissions offers. In past episodes, Dale and I spoke about the admissions process at a high level covering the application and also what happens on our end once an application is submitted. In this episode, we are looking toward the students who are applying now for entrance in the fall of 2024. And we'll talk about the changing landscape with consideration toward artificial intelligence and chat GPT. So applications to the University of California opened on August 1st, and applicants have until November 30th to submit. For those who are new to the process, how does a student apply to UCI? Can you walk us through the different pieces and provide a basic overview of the application? Sure. So all applicants to the nine undergrad UC campuses, both first years and transfers, use Apply UC. That's a program that's managed through the Office of the President. And we ask applicants to um, provide us with their academic history and also answer some personal insight questions and also tell us about their extracurricular activities. Now, we, we use that tool for both first years and transfers. And one thing I really want to emphasize is that there are occasionally confusion about whether a student is a first year or a transfer. If you're still in high school, doesn't matter how many high college courses you've taken, you're still applying as a first year. So even though you might have earned an AA degree or two while you've been a high school student, whether you've got 60 college units or 120 college units, you might have completed IGETSI, you might have all those things done before you graduate from high school because you're like a superstar. <laughs> we still want you to apply. You still have to apply as a first year until you graduate from high school. Interesting. Okay. So there are students applying as transfers then or attempting to because they've taken so many college level courses as a high school student. Okay. That's but right. Now, but they can't. Well, they they choose the wrong application is what happens. You I know, see. most of they choose to the, the transfer application will let them go through that process. Most high school counselors are aware of the, the rules. Most when you go on the application, it talks about the rules, but it does happen. And that's a really difficult thing for us to sort of unwind once we get down to selection time. I see. OK, great. Thank you. Let's talk about submitting official transcripts. What are the best practices for applicants with regard to using official records to complete the courses and grades? Sure, that's a great question and a great place to start. Unlike the Common App or some other applications, we do not collect official transcripts at the time of application. We collect those much later in the summer once the student has been admitted and has accepted our offer. So students filling out the application are generally going in by hand and putting in the course they took, in which term they took the course, what grade they earned, 
and then going through their entire high school or community college or earlier college experiences and putting in all that information. It's really important for a student to use accurate and um, transcripts or grade reports from their high school or from their colleges for this purpose, rather than working from memory. Um, it's, it's really unfortunate and a difficult conversation to have when we get down to August and we've admitted a student, they've agreed to come to us, we get official transcripts and they don't match what's been on the application. Mm. And unfortunately, a lot of students work from memory or they think, oh, I remember getting getting an A in that course, or I remember taking calculus. And maybe it wasn't, it was a similarly named course, or maybe the grades weren't exactly the same. And we admit based on the information we have on the application. And we we do every year have to withdraw some offers based on the official information we received, not lining up with the information that was on the application. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's pretty important, but that happens after the fact. Yes, that happens way later in the in the summer. So that's almost almost a year from now. We would have that. We would do that review of the official transcripts. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So let's back up a little bit. Um, when we were talking about the fundamentals of the application, you brought up PIQs, personal insight questions. Um, let's talk about those for a little bit. What are what are PIQs and what are some things students should take into consideration when completing their PIQs? On the application, students are given the choice between eight different personal insight questions, and we ask them to, to respond to four of them. Um, these are short answers. These are not lengthy essays. What we were really trying to do is understand, you know, why a student might be interested in the specific major, how their activities have influenced or impacted their school career, how their outside, you know, individual context or situation may have impacted their school. Those are all things that we're asking in the PIQs. We really are looking for a student to literally answer the question, not write a lengthy, you know, <laughs> essay. Which, you know, which kind of brings me to the whole question about AI and chat GPT. We, there's I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah, okay, there's a, there's a lot it. of There's a lot of concern right now in higher ed about how AI is sort of changing the landscape or changing our interactions with students. UC, frankly, is pretty sure that a whole bunch of students are going to use AI to complete <laughs> their personal insight questions. Okay. <laughs> and... And we, I think some of, some of the campuses are more comfortable with that than others. From our perspective, we just want to be sure that students are using it as a tool to help them craft their response, not a way to just generate something out of whole cloth. You know, if a student has a story to tell, we want that story to be theirs. We don't want it to be generated in some other way. Are we going to be able to tell who's used AI and who didn't? Probably not. Are we going to be able to make any real distinctions between a human-generated essay and an AI-generated essay? Maybe, but really, if it's the truth and it, and it helps us tie the student's situation and the student's story to the grades and their activities, that's what we want. So I know that, I know that in a lot of places, AI is really distressing to everyone. We're going to hope that students are taking advantage of it as a way to help tell their story. 
So what would you say to a student or to students considering, you know, using AI as part of filling out their personal insight questions? Sure. I would say use the prompts. If you're trying to get a great essay about, you know, being the captain of your soccer team and the leadership, use the prompts to see where that takes you, but be sure you rewrite it in your own words. Okay. I mean, I, I suspect that if you had, if you, if 10 students entered in props with, with something that I just said, you know, soccer, captain, leadership. Yeah. First cello, whatever. Yeah. First cello, whatever you're going to put yeah. in there, you're <laughs> going to get a whole bunch of pretty similar essays. Take the time uh, to I rewrite see. it the way. So it sounds like you take the time to, to make sure it tells your story and not a random story that the, yeah. the AI has come up with. The authenticity. Authenticity, that right. completely Use, makes sense. Yep. You know, just while we're talking about AI, I might as well mention that there are some other aspects of it that have come up lately that have been, you know, questions that I've heard. Are you using AI to make selection? Are you using mm -hmm. AI to actually read the applications? And we're not doing that. All of our applications, every app, single application is read by at least two trained human readers okay. given an assessment. Um, we do not use AI for selection. Uh, I know that's a trend that some highly selective campuses are going to. Oh. We're trying to think of ways to use AI to facilitate the really, really time-consuming process of verifying transcripts in the summer. Oh, that's where okay. we think AI is going to be valuable. We also think that AI can be valuable for transfer students who are saying who could go into a, into a tool and say, here are the courses I took. Am I going to be eligible for mechanical right. engineering? Have I met all the requirements for biosci? So we, we see AI as facilitating or smoothing out some of those really time-consuming processes for both the students and for us. Sure, creating efficiency. So you're leaning into mm -hmm. it where it makes sense. It, absolutely. It sounds like. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. Anything else you want to touch on with regard to AI and, and the admissions or application process? Um, no, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm sure I'm people sure will we'll have talk questions. Again. I'm sure we will. <laughs> Come March, some, I'm sure we'll talk again. All right. Uh, well, this has been great. Uh, thanks, Dale, so much for joining us to provide another insight into admissions. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks, Sherry. Appreciate it. You can learn more about the Office of Undergraduate Admissions at admissions.uci.edu. For the latest news, be sure to check out at UC Irvine News on X, formerly known as Twitter, or online at news.uci.edu. The UCI Podcast is a production of Strategic Communications and Public Affairs at the University of California, Irvine. I'm Sherry Ledbetter. Thank you for listening.